This is the Music Vibes Podcast. I am your host, DC Hendricks. Pleasure to be with you all. Thank you so much for making time for us here. Whatever you're doing right now, you decided to spend a little time with the Music Vibes Podcast and celebrate classics and create new ones. Go ahead and leave us a review. Scroll on down. Let us know what you are thinking of this podcast and subscribe to keep up with everything that we got going. Some big stuff coming up, some artist interviews and a whole lot more. This episode, though, very excited because I get to talk about I get to also celebrate a classic and create a new one at the same time where we get to celebrate. Celebrate the classic of the Beatles, but also celebrate a new song, create a new one, a new classic called Now and Then released by the Beatles earlier this week. And I am very excited. It's 2023 and we got a new Beatles song. What more? What more do we need? How more excited can we be in the music business right now? What more do you need more than a Beatles record? It's called Now and Then. It was made. Demo tapes collected back from the 90s with George Harrison. You got Ringo, you got John, and you got Paul all on this record. So before we even get to the nitty gritty, I do want to tease though later on in this podcast, I'm going to be joined by Allison Rapp, who writes for Ultimate Classic Rock and other publications covering the great music that we listened to back in the old days and now. She's got a write up on the Beatles record. She got to listen to it a couple of weeks before it came out. She's been killing it this year too, so I just want to highlight some of her you know, big things that she's done in 2023. She's got to go to a lot of concerts. She's had some great articles. So definitely want to cover that with her later on in the podcast. But let's get started. If you haven't heard it yet, this is the new Beatles record now and then. It's all because of you 
Hopefully you enjoyed that as much as I did. I know there's a lot of mixed reviews online. Some people don't like it. Some people do. Some people love it. I'm one of the people that love it. I actually got to work on this song for Apple Music. As I do some of the lyrics for Apple Music, I got to work on the song and listen to it a little bit extensively. And I know there's a short film on Now and Then being made, and I haven't got to check it out yet as I'm recording this. So by the time I release this, I probably w will have seen it. But as of right now, as I'm recording, I haven't seen the short film yet. But I know the short film digs a little bit deeper and gives you more of a behind-the-scenes look at the new track Now and Then by the Beatles being put together. I know the team worked really hard to get this song, especially, I mean, it's been how long since we've got a Beatles record, and this is likely the final one um, that's going to be put together. Now, one could hope that we get a new Beatles album created out of this, but as of right now, I think the belief is this is the final Beatles song. So very excited to talk about this song with Allison. We got to dig a little bit deep into the Beatles, and we got to talk about the track Now and Then. So now joining us on the Music Vibes podcast, very excited to dig into the new track, Now and Then, by The Beatles. But we also got a lot more to talk about with this next guest. It's been a little too long since we've welcomed this guest to the podcast, but definitely a friend of the show. One of my personal favorite music journalists there is. She's all over the place. She's got it all covered, especially in 2023. She's everywhere. Um, we got a lot to talk about. She covered the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction ceremony, and she's. I'm lucky enough to have her today in the midst of New York City Marriott and everything we got allison rap from ultimate classic rock joining us right now on the podcast allison welcome back to the show oh my gosh thank you for having me and thank you for saying all those nice things i feel like i'm everywhere and also there's still so much out there that's right you were you have been everywhere um and i i guess um i guess i got to start off with the rock and roll hall of fame how how was that how was your coverage and what was some of your favorite moments from the rock and roll hall of fame ceremony uh, wow, where do we even start? I mean, that was a crazy night. That was my very first rock roll ceremony ever. A book until now, I've just kind of like watched from afar. I've never been able to cover a ceremony myself. Um, so that was interesting in and of itself. I was back in the press room. Um, I wasn't actually physically in the arena itself. I was just back in the press room where all of the artists were coming back and mm -hmm. everybody was covering, um, you know, from remotely. Um, it was sort of insane from start to finish. I mean, I think some of my favorites are definitely the moments that centered around Cheryl Crow, who obviously, you know, is a well-deserved candidate. And, um, I loved, loved, loved her uh, duet with Olivia Rodrigo right at the top, uh, singing If It Makes You Happy. Um, I just love seeing those kinds of intergenerational moments. You could tell it meant a lot to Cheryl. You could tell it meant a lot uh, to Olivia to kind of sing with one of her heroes and have this, like, full circle sort of moment. Um, and I also love that she brought out two people who were really, really important to her own career, Stevie Nicks and Peter Frampton. Peter Frampton was her very first concert when she was 14. And so it was really mm. sweet to see this sort of, um, you know, journey of Cheryl's, like through her whole career from the very beginning to where she is now. Um, loved that. Absolutely loved. A little later on in the show, they had a memoriam section for a lot of the people that we've unfortunately lost this year. Um, and Cheryl and Elton John and Chris Stapleton and Brittany Howard did this awesome version of The Weight by the band, um, which was very much obviously a tribute to Robbie Robertson, who we lost a couple months ago. But, mm -hmm. you know, it was kind of a um, overarching moment just to sort of highlight that all of these people who had very different careers and come from all walks of life throughout rock and roll mm -hmm. um, can come together and sort of have this, like, universal moment singing a song that's beloved by so many. Um, absolutely loved that. 
Um, I also really loved, and I'm sure a lot of people will agree, Missy Elliott's performance at the end was yep. just jaw-dropping. I mean, she <laughs> usually brings her A-game to everything that she does, but this is just over the top. My jaw was on the floor. Um, and she made it look so easy. I mean, she had this entire crew of dancers. She did this medley of all of her hits. Um, and it was really, it was just wild to see somebody who is, you know, worked so hard through her whole career and maybe not necessarily gotten the kind of recognition that I, she probably deserved. But to see her up on that stage just giving it her A game uh, was <laughs> amazing. Yeah, there was obviously tons to appreciate, definitely tons to appreciate from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame ceremony. And one of my moments, in addition to everything you said, um, obviously, just to add to that, I loved a, a, and probably another group that we may be looking at in a few years as well, but New Edition um, and their mm. rendition of the Spinners definitely was talked about a lot um, as well on Twitter. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I wasn't sure exactly what that was going to look like in terms of like who was going to be there and what the induction speech was going to be like, but I I think they nailed it. Yeah, no, did you? So um, what, what did you think of uh, a lot of people were complaining about Big Boy? Um, and how he was struggling, <laughs> he was struggling to read the prompt. Uh, but I think, I think, still did a great job inducting Kate Bush, though, right? Yeah, I mean, listen, it's not easy to get up there and talk about some of these people. These are these are legends, and you're in a room full of a whole bunch of more legends. I mean, that that is no easy feat. And you know, I obviously I get why some people would take one one look up. He said it himself from the stage. He was like, I get it. I know why people are going to look up here and be like, what is he doing? Um, but I mean, I thought that was a really important moment in the show for you know us all to be reminded, as you know, some other people said in their speech, that rock and roll does not mean one particular thing. It does not have to mean one particular thing, and it has changed and morphed over the years. And that all of these people in the room, no matter what their background is, or no matter what um, exact type of genre of music that they're making, they're all inspired by one another in mm -hmm. one way or another. I mean, you had some other people up there talking, you know, I know Bernie Taupin was talking about Merle Haggard and Waylon Jennings and Johnny Cash and these country artists who mean yeah. a lot to the Rock Hall as well. Um, you know, it, it, it's a conglomerate, uh, rock and roll. So I thought having Big Boy do that for Kate Bush was, <laughs> was important. Yeah, absolutely. And as I mentioned before, you know, you had a great great coverage as well was enjoying the pictures and the behind the scenes footage as always Allison you did a great job on that and you've done a great job all year in covering a lot of different concerts a lot of different write-ups um, but I gotta say you know a lot of time not not a lot in this business do I get jealous but I gotta say <laughs> I gotta say a few months ago I was a little bit jealous you got to watch a legend perform you got to cover it um, Joni Mitchell tell me how that was Oh my God! I it, it it feels a little bit to me still like something of a fever dream that I had, and I woke up and I was like, that was crazy, <laughs> but it actually happened. Um, I mean, Joni for me is obviously, as she is for a ton of people, just an absolute hero of mine. I'm pretty sure, you know, I I picked up a guitar because I wanted to do what Joni Mitchell was doing. I cut bangs into my hair because I wanted <laughs> to look like Joni Mitchell. Um, you know, it it definitely was something that. The second that I knew tickets had gone on sale, I thought, I got to be there. If I'm not there, I'm going to regret it. And you could just tell. I mean, the second that you even walked into the venue, everybody there was just so excited about the fact that this was a reality. I mean, even six months, a year ago, this was not something that people imagined would ever happen ever again. You know, we mm. kind of had just chalked it up to like, well, that was that's the end of Joni's live touring days for sure. Mm. Um, but to see her, not just her herself on the stage, singing these songs that have been beloved by so many for so many years, 
But to have her sitting up there with a group of people who clearly, you know, she really trusts and have supported her now for years and have meant so much to her over the years. That was really, really special. I mean, they call it the Joni Jam for a reason. <laughs> um, but to have Brandy Carlisle up there kind of leading everybody through it, Annie Lennox, Sarah McLaughlin, um, all of these people who have been inspired by Joni themselves are now up there kind of, you know, giving her the little boost of confidence that she needs to be able to get up on that stage and do that. And, you know, I was all the way in the back, like literally back <laughs> up against the fence in the back row, and I still had the time of my life. And you could just tell that Joni was, you know, uh, both shocked to see that many people come out to support her and really happy that it had finally kind of come all full circle for her. Yeah, she's always seemed really humble and, you know, doesn't I don't think to this day really knows how much of a legend she is and how much people really appreciate her music. So definitely well deserved to still pull that kind of crowd. I definitely am a big fan myself. Um, So very excited that she's still pulling those fans and glad you got to check it out. I personally have not got to see Joni live. So that that's awesome. That's a bucket list that you can check off. And I know you got a lot of bucket list things that you've done, especially here this year. Um, As we're wrapping up 2023, believe it or not, it's November. So before we even get to the Beatles record, I want to also kind of recap and look back on highlights from your year. So 2023, we mentioned Joni Mitchell. Um, what were some other highlight concerts for you in 2023? Oh my gosh. Highlight concerts for 2023. Um, man, I kind of have to think about this. For a yeah, I've seen, I seen Johnny Marr. I'm sure he's on the list. Johnny Marr was pretty cool. Um, he was doing more of a little bit of a book talk thing than an actual concert, which of course makes me now want to like go see a whole Johnny Marr concert. Right. I unfortunately missed his shows with um, uh, The Killers. Oh, okay. But that would have been really cool. I'm trying to think of what else happened this year that I loved. Um, well, uh, let's see. Oh, I saw Willie Nelson for the first time. So that Ooh. was kind of incredible to me. That was another bucket list item that I really wow. you know, had been wanting to do for a long time. I also I saw the Eagles again for a second time. And I went on a particularly special night because it was the day after um, Jimmy Buffett had died. Wow. And they did a couple of Jimmy Buffett covers. That was really, really cool. Um, I saw the Pretenders solo. That was a lot of fun. I've always been a huge Pretenders fan, and to see them kind of, you know, doing their own thing separately and playing in these really small club shows that, you know, I know Chrissy has been wanting to do for a long time. Uh, That was special. And then also, I got to say another highlight, um, I saw Noel Gallagher of Oasis, Mm. and that was a lot of fun. Um, I know that's been kind of in the news a lot lately because Liam is doing his own thing, and um, but I've always been a Noel fan myself. Yeah. So that was that was definitely a highlight. I'm right there with you. Um, I didn't actually get to go to a lot of concerts this year. I went to more last year, um, but this mm-hmm. year, um, I, I think my highlight would be I got to see my favorite band Phoenix again mm. for my for my birthday. That's like the fourth time I've seen them. And, wow! Uh, oh, I it, love a birthday concert. <laughs> yeah, it's nothing better, right, than a birthday concert. It just yeah, that's the whole vibe. So I got to see them, um, Beck. Beck was the headliner for that, so great show. I nice. think I think that would be a highlight. Uh, my first stadium show this year, I got to see Ed Sheeran. 
um, oh my god at soldier field yeah i surprised my girlfriend for christmas last year with last second literally last second <laughs> like we're done opening presents and i'm like look you're not done and i just i i clicked uh clicked add to cart and i just did it ed sheeran for christmas yeah. birth for her for a birthday present this year and uh mm-hmm. so i got to see him go got to go with her and check that out my first stadium show was a great time so definitely wanted to look back as we are approaching the end of 2023 so good oh, times we still got time we still got time <laughs> yeah i mean there's still there's still a lot more i want to go to i know there's some alt rock bands uh turnover and beach fossils i want to i want to mm. see that yeah there's some good stuff going on and i'm sure i know you're not done so um, oh gosh, no. <laughs> m- m- much more to come and speaking of not being done who would think we'd be in 2023 talking about a new beatles song who who would think oh. we turn on the radio and hear here's a brand new track from the Beatles, and yeah, totally. it's crazy, right? So your first, so you got to listen to this song before I did, um, mm-hmm. and you covered it. But talk, kind of recap the first time you got to hear now and then the new Beatles record. Yeah, um, so I went to one of their press events that they had maybe a month or so before the uh, actual track dropped, mm-hmm. um, and we were fortunate enough to listen to it in a Dolby Atmos theater, so we could listen to it in that mix, which was fabulous. Wow. I mean, I think it sounds good in any mix, but in that in particular, it was pretty cool. Mm. Um, it was sort of wild. I mean, like, we were sitting in this little auditorium, and, you know, the very second that John Lennon's voice kind of came over the speakers, there was this, like, audible gasp that went through people it was just Mm -hmm. so kind of ethereal sounding um you know to hear his voice that crystal clear almost as though it had been recorded you know in a modern day studio last week was was kind of wild um you know to me my first impressions i remember thinking you know this is very much um i kind of (laughs) don't love the cliche when people say oh it's a love letter to so and so but i really (laughs) do think that that was paul mccartney's kind of intention with this um and especially with that short documentary film that came along with it, you could really tell how much this meant to Paul and how much care and emotion that he was putting into this track. Um, I I just could not believe it. I loved Free as a Bird and I loved Real Love, um, those um, original 90s demos that were made with the Beatles. Mm-hmm. Um, but this, I got to tell you, I mean, it, it took my breath away the first time I heard it and it, it still is every time I listen to it now. Yeah, absolutely. The first, so I had to, I'm not, I'm not as important as you are. So I had to wait until <laughs> it came out. And my, my first thoughts was the same thing, you know, because I feel like, you know, with the Beatles, I feel in with a lot of groups, you know, that are as big as the Beatles, you know, maybe like the Kinks or the Monkees, um, mm-hmm. the Rolling Stones. I feel like, you know, everyone has, and I hate to say this, but their favorite part of their favorite member especially with the Beatles, like everyone either loves Paul, they love Ringo, they love George, or they love John. And I know, I know when you listen to the song, because, you know, following you on social media, the moment you heard John, I knew that was a game changer. Yeah, it just, it kind of broke my heart in a way. I mean, I, Mm -hmm. you, you you caught me red-handed. John has always been my favorite (laughs) Beatle. I don't know if that, I, I couldn't even explain to you exactly why. It might have something to do with the fact that, you know, we both moved to New York and found some refuge here, and I've always just kind of related to him a little bit more than the rest of the Beatles, and so... Yeah, I mean it. It it struck me. <laughs> <laughs> I know that was different for you, and uh, you know it was. So a lot of people, you know, with you know the change in music now, with you know the future of AI and music, how people are, you know, some people are on board with it, some people aren't. Um, mm-hmm. So so just to correct, this song wasn't AI, right? This was. Um, how can you elaborate on exactly how this track was put together? 
Yeah, um, I mean, that that whole kind of kerfuffle came about, I think, because Paul McCartney sort of um, mangled his words a little bit in a previous interview and maybe implied that yeah. AI was used in this. Um, but the actual technology that was used in the making of this track is not is not AI. Um, I will, you know, be fully transparent and say that I don't, I don't know the first thing about how AI technology works. And I also am not a studio engineer. I don't know the first thing really about how this stuff works. But, you know, I le I've learned a lot about it this year because I also, a couple months ago, um, went to one of the press events for the Revolver box set, um, in which Giles Martin was there, the producer of it, and explained how some of this technology works. So back when Peter Jackson was working on the Get Back documentary series, um, they utilized this kind of technology that actually, um, funnily enough, often gets used in like crime investigation and police work, mm -hmm. um, which is where you're able to kind of separate out specific voices and sounds from audio clips. Um, obviously, way back in the day, you know, the Beatles were famous for using four-track recording systems, eight-track recording systems before, you know, the larger, like, musical public um, could get their hands on something like that. That was relatively new technology at the time. But it meant that you only had so many tracks to work with. Um, and so in the case of Now and Then, you know, John Lennon had this demo tape that was his voice and his piano on one track. And in the 90s, um, it was not possible to separate those two things out so that mm -hmm. the track could then be remixed with John's vocal and his piano playing separately. Um, but this technology that Peter Jackson's team was using for Get Back, the documentary series, meant that they could separate out all of those different things. So they could separate out Ringo's drum and George's guitar and all these different voices. Um, and that's also what they used on the revolver box set to be able to separate all these different instruments and voices out. Mm -hmm. um, and Paul McCartney's thought was essentially, well, can't we just do the same thing with the now and then <laughs> demo? Because that's only two parts. Um, and that was what they did. And so suddenly you were able to have just John's vocal on one track and just his piano on another track. Um, and then it could be remixed properly into a new track, which is what they've come up with. Yeah, and obviously, you know, I've read all kind of mixed reviews all throughout social media. I guess it just depends on who you follow. Some people love it. Some people sure. are like, ah, oh, they could have just left this in the archives, which I feel like that happens a lot with, you know, yeah. some of the older bands. I feel like it, it happens with everyone. Then everyone can't be satisfied. Everyone can't be, um, <laughs> you know, a fan of everything. But I, I, I think all in all, we all can agree that it is amazing to have a new Beatles record in 2023 whether you like it or not it is still legendary what we got yeah. correct yeah absolutely i mean i talked to a couple of people who said something similar they said you know i'm almost afraid to listen to it because i'm worried that like my opinion or my current <laughs> like thoughts on the beatles are going to get ruined um but you know you're you're absolutely right no matter what you really think of it no matter how good of a song or bad of a song you actually think it is the fact that it exists at all is really historical so do you think this is the beginning? Like, do you think this could possibly open the door for more Beatles records coming out in the future? Or was this the last one? You know, I, I, I think this might be the last one of this kind of caliber that we get, whether or not, um, you know, some of those other like really <laughs> deep cut demo tapes are going to see the light of day in some fashion. You know, that that might be the case. Mm -hmm. But I get the sense that this is probably the last, like, fully blown Beatles track that we're probably going to get. As sad as I am to say that. <laughs> yeah, that that broke my heart. I was, I, I can't lie. I was hoping, like, this would be, like, the first official single. And then out of yeah. nowhere in December <laughs> or something, they just drop a new album. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, you know what? Never say never. <laughs> That's right. If we learn anything with Paul McCartney, never say never. Um, oh, gosh. Have, yeah. have you got to see Paul in concert? 
Yes, I've seen Paul twice. I saw him Jeez. once in 2015, um, and then I saw him last summer at um, the uh, show out in New Jersey at MetLife Stadium, which happened to be the one where both Bruce Springsteen and Bon Jovi came out. Jeez. <laughs> that was honestly a wild experience. <laughs> I mean, talk about getting the most bang for your buck. <laughs> wow. Uh, I was already jealous of Joni Mitchell. Now I'm even more jealous. But obviously... Listen, that was not planned, certainly. That's crazy. <laughs> I'm I'm so happy for you though, and I'm 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 just you know it's good vibes right now, especially you know with with the new Beatles record. It just puts me and I know a lot of people like you, other music journalists, in a good mood because it gives us something to talk about other than the politics of music. It's something good to talk mm-hmm. about. It's positivity, and it feels good to have a new Beatles record in 2023. Allison, um, did you get to check out? I wanted to ask you this as well. Did you get to watch the documentary on Now and Then? The the short film I did yeah 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 see I didn't I haven't got to watch that yet so could you okay for me and, for me and the audience that haven't got to watch that yet what are some of your favorite moments that cap are captured in the short film yeah I mean it does a really great job of kind of um, painting the, the the picture setting the scene and sort of giving people this like mini history lesson into to how you know we got from point A to point B um, there's you know a, a decent amount of footage of you know, George back in the 90s when they were working on this stuff that I, I hadn't seen before. Mm. Um, you know, and there's some clips of Paul McCartney working at Capitol Records uh, studio, which at the moment I think is closed even. It was the last session to be done in there before they underwent a huge um, renovation project. Mm. Um, but he's sitting in there working on the strings with Giles Martin. Um, and they explain how, you know, none of the people in that room except for Paul McCartney and Giles Martin knew what was going on, like what track was being made. The musicians, the string players had no idea. They just thought they were working on a song for Paul McCartney. Mm. Um, and it turned out to be the last Beatles track. And you can just see the emotion on Paul's face. So, you know, listening to the track is great. Listening to the song itself is great. Yeah. Um, but you'll want to watch this documentary to fully get, you know, the, the emotional impact of it. Absolutely. Allison Rapp, the freelance writer. I know she does a lot of stuff with Ultimate Classic Rock. Always great stuff. Before I let you go, Allison, are you able to tease? I know how the business is, so you probably don't want to give too many details, but anything you, el- you anything else that you got coming up before the end of the year? Um, well, in about two weeks, I am going to not one, but two of Bob Dylan's concerts here in New York City, and I'll wow. be writing about at least one of them. So, I mean, we're, if we're going to talk about, you know, people who are still churning out incredible stuff, even even in the year 2023, um, I'll be doing some writing about that. So if you're interested in Bob Dylan, which I hope you are, <laughs> definitely check that out. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know between you and a buddy of mine, Jeff Slate. I don't know if you know who that is. I do, yeah. Um, I don't know who is the bigger Bob Dylan fan out of you two. You guys <laughs> both, I would love to see you two in a Jeopardy-style matchup for Bob Dylan songs. Because you, oh you two are amazing when it comes to Bob Dylan. Well, thank you. Thank you. I'm going to tell him that. <laughs> <laughs> so definitely more work to look forward to. I got the link to her articles below. If you guys want to check them out, definitely you should, because she is a great writer and does great coverage in the music business. So, Allison, thank you so much for coming on. Um, and until next time, keep killing it. Keep going to those concerts and making me jealous because you're doing a, <laughs> you're doing a great job. All, all honesty, you're doing a great job. Keep going. Uh, thank you so much for having me. This was this was a pleasure.
podcast by Federated Media.